I want to spend a few minutes to discuss uh, what really happened when you insert a proxy in the middle of your uh, architecture or your backend. And uh, uh, this video is going to be really technical. So there's a lot of details of what exactly happening behind the scenes. And, and that's, I guess, if you're subscribed, you know the nature of my videos. They always go technical. We, we try to peel the onion of what is underneath what we're using. A lot of people don't agree with this approach. People like to use black boxes. Hey, if it works, I don't want to know how it works. But uh, if we really want to take pride of our craft, especially engineering, I try to understand everything that I interact with, at least if I have interest in it. Let's jump into it. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. And before we insert a proxy and understand what a proxy does to your networking, we really need to understand what really happens when you just visit a website as it's as in its core. And assuming there is no other things that your ISP you know, shady business that your ISP does, like it's inserting its own proxies and whatnot. You're directly connected to the website. So let's say you want to go to google.com and you're behind the LAN. What you do is you do a DNS, give me the IP address for google.com, you get an IP address, and this IP address is definitely outside your subnet, right? Subnetwork. As a result, you go into this how how you discover and how you route your IP address, how you write your packets in order to go all the way to that destination. And that's the magic of IP uh, routing. I talked about it many times on this channel. But in, in a nutshell, what you want to establish is a TCP connection directly between you as a client and the destination IP address as a server. So you would send a SYN, S-Y-N synchronization request, which is a TCP packet. And and, and uh, that, that synchronization request will be eventually routed throughout the internet from one network to another until it reaches the IP address of Google. And that Google will say, okay, I accept your connection request. I'm going to send a SYNAC and follow the same thing. It will be routed through the internet to your public IP address. You might say, and you just said that I am behind LAN. 
I don't have a public IP address. Well, that's the magic of natting and that your router does. Your router is the public IP address and it does, it represents you, right? In the internet effectively. And then you establish a TCP connection. And then the next thing, once we have a TCP connection, it's a web request, right? So we're sending a GET request. How do we send a GET request? That's an HTTP method. And now we're playing in layer seven land in the OSI model. Um, we have a connection and now we send the first packet says GET slash HTTP 1.1 or HTTP 2, depends what the protocol negotiation happened. And even before that, there was a TLS, which is a secure connection happening. All of this is just additional stuff that happens. But the most important thing is the connection, really. So the GET request goes directly to the server through the same idea, same path, effectively. It will be routed. It, this GET slash will be packaged into TCP segments, which will be IP packets, and then do, 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 same thing, goes to the internet, goes eventually to the Google server. And then Google will parse that GET request from the TCP segment. It could be one TCP segment or more, right? And then, then it will assemble that into one thing and pass it to the layer 7. It says, oh, it's a GET request. Because at that level, if you're looking at packets, you don't understand what this thing is. There's encryption involved, there's stuff like that. You have to decrypt it, you have to assemble it, and then deliver it to the application running on port 80 or 443 if you're secure and then you respond right you receive the request you acknowledge it and then you stop processing it that's how things work without a proxy so now did we explain what a proxy is i talked about it many times a proxy is is a thing that makes a request on your behalf but it's, this is a very vague statement uh, we want to unpack that from a technical level. You install a proxy usually on your machine. And there are many types of proxy. So in this particular case, you're making a web request, HTTP request, so you need an HTTP proxy. A proxy that understands how to make HTTP request. Right? Because that, that's, that's the thing. Because it's going to make the request on your behalf. It's going to take your uh, place. Google will see the proxy. It will not see you. Okay. And we're going to explain what do we, we mean by see here. Right. Because a lot of people now, networking people say, that, nah, oh, wait. We'll come to that. So that's what we're proxy at. When you go to your networking settings and you say, hey, my HTTP proxy is actually this IP address. It's it's a server running on the internet. It also happened to be the same machine as well. You can put the HTTP proxy in your same machine. That's how Fiddler and Man in the Middle proxy works, by the way. But it's, it's essentially a server listening on... Uh, on a port, right? And then and you're making the request to it, 
Right? It has uh, when you when you configure your proxy, you specify the port and you specify its host name or the IP address. So now your machine all of a sudden now understands that you have a proxy set up and the equation changes. Let's go back to our example. I'm curling Google or I'm visiting google.com. When you do that, you ask your operating system to, hey, I am going to google.com. And it goes through a search of APIs that says, okay, I know I'm going to do a DNS. I'm going to get the IP address of Google, but you're using a proxy. So we are not establishing a TCP connection with Google anymore. We're not? No, we're not. You're going to establish a TCP connection with a proxy. So now all of a sudden, now you, okay, what's my proxy? You ask the question, okay, this is the IP address of my proxy. And if there's a host name, you have to do a DNS to get the IP address of the proxy. And once you do that, you establish a TCP connection with the proxy. And this is identical. Do a send, trouble the internet, route it, find the proxy. The proxy accepts the TCP connection. Now you have a connection between you and the proxy. And the next thing you do, optionally, you might have an HTTPS proxy kind of complicated things but it's the same concept you're going to do a tls with your proxy if that's the case then it's a tls termination proxy be very careful of those right a lot of people i see use proxies instead of vpns uh, you really be you need to be careful what kind of proxies are using because it decrypts your traffic vpn does not decrypt your traffic Right, but that's another topic. So now we have a TCP connection. And now the next thing we do is the HTTP client, right? I'm gonna use unsecured things for simplicity because with security, you have to use another HTTP method that we're gonna talk about. So now the next thing after establishing TCP connection with a proxy, you send the get request to the proxy right asking it say i want to go to google.com right so i said how does the proxy know that you're going to google.com well for the longest time we didn't have the knowledge of google.com in the get request if you think about it right when i send a get request hey i know i know i'm connected to google.com i'm not gonna say hey i want to google.com so future http version added a header called the host header in the http request and now when you send a good request you also had said the host header and, and most of you might have seen it all along yeah this didn't exist in http 1.0 or 0.09 right they they added that because they want to proxy otherwise you have no knowledge remember http is a stateless we need to tell it with every time you need to sh uh, uh, deliver all the necessary information about the state yeah you need to transfer the state 
that's why it rests state to transfer right you have to transfer the state with every request and that's the state now is hey i'm going to google.com so the proxy looks at the host header that's how it knows oh you want to go to google.com in this case the proxy finds google.com does a dns and establishes find the ip address establishes a tcp connection between itself and google.com and now we have a tcp connection between the proxy and the google.com right and up until here google have no idea who we are as an original client it just knows that a proxy connected to it and the next step the proxy needs to take the get request that you sent it and now all of a sudden now you're blocked the whole thing is synchronous here right you're blocked and waiting for the response and the the proxy is now sending the get request on your behalf to google.com taking that get request and sending it across now most proxies actually delivers the originating client in the header itself why because hey it have full reign it it is sending the request again so it can modify the request it can change it it can add it can subtract it can falsify it can do anything because it's it's basically seeing everything right so if we're doing that way then then it can rewrite and add the x forwarded to i think that's what x forwarded by all these headers that says okay this is the original client fascinating stuff so now the google can actually know the originating client or or any other proxy and envoy the proxy i talked about actually sometimes you have to add this header so that we know the original client in order to i don't know like uh, block it for example say you, you're really sorry you cannot really access that content you are from this region now all right sometimes you have to forward so that's why some proxies add that header so now this is what happens the google will receive the request right same exact thing and then it will parse it do all that stuff respond back to the proxy and then goes its main way right Res get the response now all the proxy does is now it will unblock the client hey you sent me this request remember all of a sudden now i'm gonna response back to you you might say i wonder if i'm sending seven requests are we opening t different tcp connection with every request no that's where the elegance of design of the proxies come in it's like nah we're not gonna open a connection for every request that's dumb right that's so dumb we can't we don't do that otherwise we're gonna waste resources imagine we have a lot of clients everyone making 100 requests we're dead the proxy is dead so that's why the proxy is smart enough to know that okay uh, both these guys are going to google i can technically pull this connections it becomes slightly dangerous if you're authenticated right you really need to make sure that these uh the, the connections are, are are really dedicated right uh, you can share in certain instances not all of them but uh 
some some connections that are shared can cause one response to go to another wrong client sometimes all sorts of bugs that happen with http smuggling and stuff like that but that's the idea we share the connection like if if the next time you made a request to google we kind of link this connection to you as a client and then we're gonna future request goes to always this connection so now what happened if the proxy is an https proxy it's a secure server right and the destination is also secure this is where http tunneling comes into the picture because now the proxy can terminate tls but it's a little bit dangerous so the proxy what the proxy does is it does something on http tunneling it tunnels everything that you sent all the way to the destination right so here's what happened the the client will establish a tcp connection with the proxy the proxy will see okay uh, that's a that's just me and you right there is nothing i don't know any, anything about where you want to go so the next thing is the immediate request because the client knows that it's an https proxy is a connect request i don't know if you heard of this method connect method i talked about it i think check it out in the video here HTTP tunneling connect method details and what's gonna replace this method all this stuff there's so much history in this now obviously the client also complete the tls session with the proxy because it's a, it's a secure session between itself and the, and the and the proxy and now the next thing sends the connect request and says hey connect me to google.com so the proxy all what it does is okay you want to go to google.com sure i'm gonna establish a new tcp connection between myself and google.com so still google doesn't know that we're connecting from the client it knows that hey just establish a tcp connection just do that and the connect method has a special logic that says okay link anything in the future after this connect method anything that i send you please just deliver it to the other party and the connection that you created on my behalf so the next request is let's say it's a get request hey get slash it's it's technically not a get request it's it's the next request is a tls handshake right so the tls hello will be delivered just another tcp packet going to the proxy again encrypted with the proxy certificates and then the keys and the tls handshake to the proxy is just hey i am supposed to blindly just tunnel things through this this connection so it will literally just change the ip address from itself uh, from from the client to the pro, uh, to to the itself and then send that tls hello that google will reply back with the information the uh, tls server hello and then the the proxy will receive it. it says oh yeah oh you you came in from this connection that's a tunnel blindly send it back to the client and just change the ip address right so it's still two tcp connections but it's almost like one it's like, almost like a tunnel a tunnel we just f- flip the ip addresses here so now the it is true end to end between the client and google google still doesn't know it's talking to the client right and the proxy doesn't 
understand the communication between the client and Google anymore. It just blindly forwards it. Right? And as a result, you have end-to-end connection. You have one symmetry key that the client knows and, and only Google knows. So now the next Git request is actually encrypted. It's a jumbled mess that the proxy will receive as a jumbled byte mess. And the proxy is responsible. Hey, it came from this client, from this source port. You're, yep, that is effectively linked to this tunnel. So I'm going to tunnel you. It's like a smuggling, right? Hey, go to this, go to this TCP connection. Just, it will smuggle the data. Just send it and it will be blind. That's it. It will be completely blind. So the proxy in this particular configuration doesn't see anything. You might say, Hussein, what if, just what if the proxy looked at the TLS client, hello, that is sent to, to Google and decided to play sneaky, to play a fox? Hey, I'm going to respond to you on behalf of Google. It can. It can create a wild card certificate that is fake. Obviously, it can never be signed by Google, but hey, it's signed by me. It's a self-signed certificate that claims to be Google.com. Anyone can do that. You can do it right now. A Google.com certificate, but it's self-signed because no certificate authority will sign you a Google.com certificate, obviously, right? And then I'm going to respond back to this self-signed certificate claiming to be Google.com. That's how man in the middle works. That's exactly how man in the middle proxy works. That is exactly how Fiddler works. That is exactly how Charlie works. You have, as a client, you have to install that certificate in your machine so you can trust the proxy. We do it all the time when we want to capture backend requests right well front end request but anything that goes from the front end to the back end i want to see what the mobile phone is sending what this is i'm sending you can do it right now it's so simple but the cost is you have to install this certificate it's dangerous it's very very dangerous stuff you have to know what you're doing because if yeah, if you're doing a debug process and and man in the vanilla proxy is smart, they generate this unique thing, right? So this, if you install the certificate right from man in the middle proxy, and someone else has man in the middle proxy and try to in, uh, intercept that, it will re- still reject it because it's unique. These certificates are unique to your machine, so nothing to worry about when it comes to debugging. But I'm I'm just saying that using a proxy in general, right, to hide your identity, for example, yeah, if it's a HTTP tunneled, sure. But if they ask you, hey, by the way, in order to use our proxy, please install this certificate so that we can, uh, we can successfully serve you no never install any certificate at all because that's gonna decrypt the traffic for you unless obviously it's a it's your company for example and they they have the administration and they install it for you you can't say anything about that because your company can can necessarily they want to see what you're doing right all right guys so that's that was a a long video actually about uh 
proxies and how proxy works. The anatomy anatomy of a proxy this. Thank you so much. I'm gonna see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome all this. Bye.